0: Furthermore, we have these adverse events that are becoming more and more clear. That There's the myocarditis. One of the more common ones behind the myocarditis is reactivation of latent DNA viruses. So this is Epstein-Barr virus, infectious mononucleosis, shingles, herpes, cytomegalovirus. These DNA viruses that are kept in Pandora's box by your T cell function And we have lots of scientific data now that are demonstrating that these vaccines, particularly RNA vaccines, are damaging T cell responses.
1: What we're seeing in the laboratory after people get these shots, we're seeing a very concerning locked in low profile of these important killer T cells that you want in your body. It's almost a a reverse HIV. In HIV, you lose your helper T cells, your CD4 cells. In this virus post-vaccine, what we're seeing is a drop in your killer T cells, your CD8 cells. And what do CD8 cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. What am I seeing in the laboratory? I'm seeing an uptick of Herpes family viruses, I'm seeing um, herpes, I'm seeing shingles, I'm seeing shingles. Infectious mononucleosis,
2: shingles. Overseas, some research has shown a slight upswing in the number of people getting shingles. If you've had a viral illness, it can stretch your immune system a little bit and that may allow the shingles to come out, which is why this issue has arisen with COVID, because it's essentially a viral illness so it just depresses the immune system a little bit
1: What it tells me is the immune status of these individuals who have gotten the shot. We're literally weakening the immune system of these individuals The good news is though, for people who are a little bit older, vaccines are available
2: Exactly, so at the age of 65 there's now a free vaccine, you can get a jab
1: Now most concerning of all is there's a pattern of the types of immune cells in the body that keep cancer in check well since January 1 in the laboratory I've seen a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis a 20 times increase I'm not exaggerating at all because I, I look at my numbers year over year I'm oh my gosh I've never seen this many uh, endometrial cancers before I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients normally we catch those early in their thin melanomas I'm seeing thick melanomas skyrocketing in the last month or two new
2: zealand has the highest melanoma death rate in the world in 2020 it's bad
1: um we know that currently one in every three people sadly will have an experience with cancer and that's due to rise in 2030 with being one in every two i'm seeing thick melanomas skyrocketing in the last month or two. Oh my gosh, I've never seen this many uh, endometrial cancers before. So, you know, whilst this is extremely bad for melanoma, um, it's extremely bad also for cancer right across the board. In the laboratory, I've seen a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients. I'm already seeing the early signals great study out of Germany that looked at these profiles on young individuals after the Pfizer. We are modifying the immune system to a weakened state
3: In the middle collapsing of the game Collapsing
1: during
4: the
3: game
2: Collapsing on the tennis court Suddenly board. collapsing The player collapsed, collapsed and died. died after collapsing <laughs> He collapsed He collapsed He
0: collapsed It seems that there's a second player who's collapsed This is unusual I've never and seen anything like this yes.
3: Yeah,
1: what's going on? Sharp rise in unexplained deaths during the pandemic
0: The number
3: of deaths with unknown causes has gone up over the last three years Deaths
2: that are not listed as COVID-related I'm sorry,
3: I'm feeling
1: really
2: dizzy Healthy young people are dying suddenly
1: from a mysterious syndrome Sudden adult death SADS is an umbrella term to describe unexpected deaths
2: in young people. There is some evidence that some sort of delayed reaction
3: to...
4: Why would the legacy media not investigate this with the same vigour that they've applied to a variety of other subjects that appear to enhance their ability to control dissenting voices and shut down counter-narratives? Why is there a demand for censorship to be enshrined in law from the EU to Ireland to the United Kingdom to the United States of America to Canada? Why has it become so important to control information when the ability to create content like this has just become global and worldwide? It's precisely because information like this, and I'm not suggesting from moment that all of those athletes died, or that all of those athletes were suffering as a result of particular medications. But the data is available now. Excess deaths are rising. The life expectancy in the United States of America is falling, and it isn't because of COVID. Comparable figures are available in the United Kingdom, and once again, the same is true. Sudden deaths, unexpected deaths, excess deaths, all rising, and it isn't because of COVID. Curiously, there is a total lack of appetite to investigate this, even though it seems like there's ample evidence to warrant an investigation. Health agencies are not investigating it. Legacy media organizations are not investigating it. Elsewhere, we've reported on the kind of relationships that exist between Big Pharma and cable news media, who receive the vast majority of their funding, not only from Big Pharma, but Specifically from Pfizer, just one organisation. Have you ever seen Albert Baller contend with a single difficult question, except for when he was chased by rebel news through the snowy streets of Davos? Of course you haven't. You've just seen him and puff piece after puff piece. Independent media is vital because it allows these questions to be asked. Were it not for the valuable voices in this space, you wouldn't have a COVID inquiry in the UK, you wouldn't have any dissent at all, you wouldn't have no uptake for le- the latest COVID booster shots because none of this information would be available. I'm not saying that just because I am an independent media figure, even though I personally know the level of attacks that are likely if you put yourself in a position of dissent. I know it. I know it personally. I'm just one voice in an increasingly powerful space. But the real power is with you, your independent thought, your ability to choose. That's what they are trying to shut down and control. They do not want an awakened dissenting population investigating the high levels of corruption in their own state, in their own media, and in particular in globalist, corporatist agencies and financial entities. Because if people become aware to that, we will oppose it. There won't be a- Control and regulate a population that is mistrustful of its media, its judiciary, its law enforcement agencies, and in particular, the establishment interests that appear to be able to coordinate all of them. You've just seen with your own eyes sufficient evidence to warrant a serious investigation into the impact of the pandemic era, distinct and separate from the impact of COVID itself. Whether that's as a result of the rise of heart disease, or people taking their own lives, or mental health, or the collapse of small businesses, or the impact on children's education, and certainly, and perhaps most importantly, the possible impact. Impact of certain medical interventions that were highly propagandized, the message of which was amplified, questions weren't asked, dissent was shut down, legitimate experts were shamed and smeared and shut down, and dissenting voices were attacked. This is time for a global reckoning. Let's ensure that 2024 isn't like 2023, a year where ordinary people's views were repressed so that establishment power could be continually magnified.
3: In February of 2022, a damning study was published from Lund University in Sweden, exploring whether the COVID injections reverse transcribed into the recipient's DNA. Based on their findings, many people concluded this was a possibility, reporting on it extensively. Doctors who were honestly looking at the study were raising alarm bells at the time. The lying mainstream media and government officials immediately jumped onto this, claiming that absolutely not under any circumstances would the COVID injections alter a person's DNA. Except they do. Some of the organisations that falsely claimed that the injections did not alter the DNA include the Associated Press, Swedish Study on COVID Vaccines and DNA Misinterpreted, Reuters, Swedish study did not find that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine permanently alters human DNA. The Australian government, is it true? Can COVID-19 vaccines alter my DNA? No, COVID-19 vaccines do not alter your DNA. The Australian Associated Press, who regularly publish articles about me, referring to me as a prominent misinformation spreader, a Swedish study did not say the COVID vaccine changes human DNA. Another one by the Australian Associated Press. Vaccine being developed for COVID-19 won't alter a person's DNA. Which one of these mainstream media outlets or government bodies or big pharma or government funded fact checkers knew that that absolutely wasn't the case when they published it? And if they didn't, which one of them will correct their previous claims now that this study has been published? The article on the Vigilant News Network says COVID vaccines integrate into human DNA. And we're going to go through this article uh, quite a bit. So it was originally posted by Igor Chudov. We spoke about one of his postings last week. The summary is a study of humans suffering from long COVID analysed their cellular DNA. The authors unexpectedly found genes uniquely specific to the Pfizer COVID vaccine in human blood cells. This finding proves that mRNA COVID vaccines permanently integrate into the DNA of some COVID-vaccinated people. The newly published study analysed human DNA isolated from volunteers' blood samples. Authors looked for matches between blood cells' DNA and genetic sequences unique to the Pfizer COVID vaccine And after using sensitive tests, scientists found genes that could only come from the Pfizer COVID vaccine in the genomes of blood samples analysed. And you can see the study here. Now, Igor Chudov actually mentions as well that he posted a description of a study that found the integration of Pfizer's COVID vaccine into human DNA discovered by a lab experiment in a dish. This is the study from Lund University that I, I referenced earlier. Experiments involving human cells in petri dishes are easier and lead to easily reproducible results. However, there is always a question of whether the results of such experiments on cell cultures can be replicated in live human beings. Specifically, does the COVID-19 vaccine reverse transcribe, integrate and thus become part of human DNA in living, breathing humans? We had no answer to that question until now. And he says, spoiler alert, the answer is yes. The mRNA COVID vaccine sometimes becomes a part of DNA. The study describes an interesting scientific discovery journey by Italian scientists exploring the so-called long COVID. At first, they detected spike protein with certain features specific to COVID vaccines only in the blood of some people suffering from long COVID. And you can see the discussions that they're having here. Uh, They talk about the fact that um, uh, patients, you know, they looked at patients with long COVID syndrome even two months after vaccination. And the official data shows the presence of both the vaccine and the viral spike protein in the bloodstream even after infection clearance and several months after vaccination. Furthermore, viral integration in patients' leukocytes was assessed with a preliminary study following the protocol of Merchant without further investigation, having detected the vaccinal protein in two subjects and the viral protein in one subject in a cohort of 95 patients. They go on to say that, uh, they, they ask the question, how long, or how is long-term spike protein production possible? Could it be due to DNA changes making their cells into permanent spike protein factories? The answer to that question, Uh, They use DNA-specific tests to detect the presence of COVID vaccine genetic code in the genomes of the cells of study subjects. The supplement explains, blood samples were collected from a cohort of 81 patients and genomic data was extracted from the blood samples. Uh, They said that the PCR was performed using specific primers designed to target the spike protein sequence. And uh, Igor says, did the scientists find anything Interesting in these genomes? The answer is yes. Some experimental subjects' DNA was altered and contained genes that could only come from the Pfizer COVID vaccine. The discussion here. The PCR and Sanger sequencing analysis of genomic DNA from long COVID patients revealed the presence of a sequence similar to the vaccine spike protein sequence, possibly indicating potential integration. And they say that, Uh, This is aligning with intracellular reverse transcription of the Pfizer COVID mRNA vaccine. Authors note above that their findings are consistent with intracellular reverse transcription, the vaccine becoming part of the genomes of its recipients. And you can see here figure S2 that was referenced above. The image points out that it was the cellular DNA where the Pfizer genetic code was detected, not RNA or proteins. He goes on to say words of caution. The above findings are unsettling and show that some vaccinated people experience forced alteration of their genomes with spike protein producing code permanently residing in the affected cells. However, we don't know how many cells are affected in persons experiencing reverse transcription and integration of Pfizer vaccine code into their DNA. The methods that we used to detect such altered genetic strands are very sensitive. He says, I hope the Pfizer vaccine code carrying cells are a small minority in each affected organism. We also do not know if reproductive cells, eggs and sperm are affected. Are there any newborns whose germline genes carry the Pfizer vaccine code? Further, it appears that not every vaccinated person was affected by this reverse integration and therefore vaccinated individuals have hope that they were not the ones whose genomes were altered. Additionally, the journal where this study was published is not the most prestigious. And uh, he, he adds there, prestigious journals do not like to publish scientific findings critical of COVID vaccines. And he says he hopes more studies will attempt to reproduce the author's methods to confirm their findings. Now, all of these questions are absolutely vital to address. We need to actually do more studies to confirm just how widespread this is. I presume that there will be a trove of fact checkers that comes out and says, oh, but it's not everyone. But that is simply not sufficient because so many government officials and media outlets and fact checkers claimed that this information was false from the outset. They need to correct The public record and we need further investigation into this people deserve to know if their dna has been altered or not and if it has been altered what are the implications for for their their rights over their bodies these are all very important questions the article on vnn also talks about some of the other outlets that uh that claimed that this was not true for example usa today did a fact check uh pointer did another fact check And he says, it turns out that the truth is more nuanced. Now that tests of the genomic DNA of vaccinated subjects have confirmed these fears, will apologies be forthcoming? Great question, Igor. Which of these outlets will publicly retract their statements and their smears of the people they continuously accuse of spreading misinformation? Let's just say we're not holding our breath. But it is a testament to the fact that very few people trust some of the outlets we've mentioned today that have repeatedly lied to the population. We are very grateful for being on the right side of history. We're grateful that we've told the truth from the beginning. And as each week passes, the stain of the false accusations thrown at us of being misinformation spreaders is quickly staining those who accused us. Much like the Democratic Party, they always accuse you of what they are guilty of themselves. We thank all of the people who chose to listen to, believe and share the truth The best way to support independent media is to share this broadcast with everyone that you know and show them who can actually be relied upon to deliver the truth in a world of lies. It's been a wild 2023 and we expect an even wilder 2024, but you can be sure we will be here to tell you the truth the whole way through. And now a message from our sponsor, The Wellness Company, with real and reputable doctors that actually care about your health. Everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications including ivermectin and z The Medical Emergency Kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. From anthrax, to tick bites, to COVID, and even to a bioweapon like the plague, the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have the emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help keep you and your family safe. Go to twc.health forward slash blackout today and order. That's twc.health forward slash blackout and use the promo code blackout to save 10%.
1: was not enough things done to ensure this vaccine was going to be good and now it appears they hold on to for a couple of years the information about the heart problems you've been on this program talking about myocarditis for at least two and a half years it's true what we knew is a paper was published by michaels and colleagues that identified 38 deaths from the time of the data cut off in november of 2020 to the fda meeting in december of 2020 Pfizer didn't disclose the deaths and, and, you know, what groups the patients were in, nobody on the committee or the FDA asked for it, and it turns out if there was full reporting of what happened in the Pfizer trials, uh, there would have been a three- to four-fold increased risk of cardiovascular death identified at the time of the FDA meeting, and almost certainly, you know, any FDA panel would not have approved it with those data. But a big one that I saw two days ago, and I didn't even send it to you because I'm like, oh, I, I can't even, I have to talk with you about this, is Canada's overall life expectancy. Yes. That might be the craziest statistic in the world right now. You've seen this, right? Yes. Since 1930, of course, it goes this way, this way, this way, this way, because you're Can live longer because in technology and medicine, and then 2020 levels, and then it starts to go down. It's down two and a half years since 2020, which is unheard of. Yeah, unprecedented. What could that possibly be from? I don't know, Tony. Weird. So strange. It's not like there was a gigantic medical intervention that was forced upon the population during that time period. Again and again, and booster, and booster, and booster and you're not allowed to say it, or you're a conspiracy theorist. I guess I. These people are, they're in a f- trance, mm-hmm. because being on the side of reality and facts is so against the narrative that the liberals were correct that they're willing to ignore excess deaths. They're willing to ignore an increase in all-cause mortality that's yeah. shocking. Yeah, They're willing to ignore it. And they're the trust the science people, but only, they're, only the, when it, it leans to their favor.
0: And so if we take a little walk through history, you'll see time and time again how this has happened. So I'm going to jump way back first. Okay. There was a small little company that reached out to the Third Reich and said, hey, we need 150 participants for our clinical trial. The Nazi regime shipped 150 healthy Jewish women to this, uh, this pharmaceutical company to test its products. Literally, Within 6 months there's letters back to the third Reich from this pharmaceutical company saying thank you so much for your cooperation the women arrived in great health and working order unfortunately none of them none of them made it through the initial phases of our trial they killed 150 women we kindly request that you send us another 150 women that little company became Bayer which is now a mega pharmaceutical company Holy and I because it would have changed by now that was forever ago right the world's a different place we would never allow that today jump forward post-world war ii i talked about this on rfk's podcast eisenhower's speech his uh famous speech about the military industrial complex what a lot of people don't realize is there was a second half to that speech where eisenhower warned the american people about the medical industrial complex. He warned that if we allow private industry to control, monopolize, and profiteer off of health and healthcare, that they will silo innovation, stifle innovation, and capitalize and monetize innovation. I would argue that's 100% what we've seen. And it's continuing. And the reason I want to walk the public through this is because to understand what's going on, you've got to see the history of how it's happened. Now you jump forward to the 80s. Okay, time and time again, when big pharma has had an opportunity to choose left or right, over and over again, they have chose profits over patient outcomes. So 1980s, Bayer launches a hemophilia drug, they inadvertently contaminate thousands of specimens with HIV. They know that they've contaminated specimens with HIV, this drug with HIV virus. What do they do? They have a decision. Destroy all of it or ship it to the public anyway. They shipped it into third world countries, Africa and Asian markets and infected 20,000 people with the HIV virus. What? This is the 80s when it was a death sentence. Look at this from this article. Division of the
1: pharmaceutical company Bayer sold millions of dollars of blood clotting medicine for hemophiliacs, (laughs) medicine that carried a high risk of transmitting AIDS to Asia and Latin America in the mid-1980s while selling a new, safer product in the West, according to documents obtained
0: by the New York Times so jump forward they infect all these people with hiv okay in the 80s compounding pharmacies and specialty pharmacies and generic uh, manufacturers attempted to create hiv treatment options that were affordable for third world countries because at the time it was like fourteen thousand dollars a month for an hiv treatment to keep you alive nobody could afford that in those countries so what happens does big pharma in a market they can't sell in a market they can't touch, in a market where they inadvertently infected, or I would say almost knowingly infected 20,000 people with HIV, they then lobby with the US government, file and sue out of all of these companies that were attempting to make cost effective generics. It caught it up in litigation for three years before finally they bent to the will of the American people and the feedback of of the public there was outrage over this and finally after three years of litigation big pharma said basically screw it go ahead and give them the hiv let them make these hiv meds in these countries that aren't buying our product anyway i just say all this so you know the people we're dealing with
5: Why are so many Americans dying early? Dr. Pierre Corey is highlighting a jump in death rates in young people and a decrease in death rates in older Americans. He breaks it down in a new op-ed published by The Hill. This follows the FDA commissioner's recent tweet saying, quote, we are facing extraordinary headwinds in our public health with a major decline in life expectancy. The major decline in the U.S. is not just a trend. It's described as catastrophic, he said. Not only that, but this fall, the CDC abruptly archived its webpage that tracked excess deaths associated with COVID-19. Why would they do that when a triple-demic was predicted this winter? In his op-ed, Dr. Corey looks at death data from the Society of Actuaries showing old people died at a 6% lower rate this spring than pre-pandemic levels. Meanwhile, deaths among 35 to 44-year-olds jumped a whopping 26% this spring. And deaths amongst 25 to 34-year-olds were up a whopping 19% this spring compared to pre-pandemic levels. Here to join me is the author of the op-ed himself, founder of the FLCCC, Dr. Pierre Cory. Great to have you on.
2: Thanks, Ivory. Good to be here.
5: Yeah, so the FDA commissioner, when he's highlighting these these suddenly younger deaths, he is blaming smoking and bad diet as the cause. Do you agree with him? Or what do you think is the No,
2: I, I, that's ludicrous, Ivory. I mean, smoking and bad diet, diet did not suddenly just explode in the third quarter of 21 uh, and is continuing today. I mean, we see the spike. There's a temporal association. Something happened in the middle of COVID uh, that, you know, thou shalt not speak its name, but, you know, we have to get to the bottom of this, and and they're not helping. They're not being transparent with the data. Um, we have the data where we could definitively answer it, and it's just not happening, and it's it's terrible. I mean, the scale of dying is incredible. In the nine months, you know, as I wrote in the op-ed, in the nine months of this year, it's like and 58,000 Americans died more than expected. That's more than all wars combined since Vietnam.
5: Wow. That's incredible. And I think in the op ed, you also mentioned that other nations like the UK are also investigating an increased death rate in those areas. What's, what's yeah
2: this is like? not unique to the united states at all there's a number of countries with uh huge spikes in excess mortality all timed around the same time i i saw an article on the philippines yesterday and so there's a number of countries starting to look uh, hard at this question and that's the, kind of the point of my op-ed is that we need to look at this i mean it's one thing for the fda chief to tweet this catastrophic decline but then to just come up with some you know dismissive reasons as to why it's happening without a full investigation is, is not helpful
5: Wow, so I'm. I'm sure all the audience is thinking this is probably associated with vaccines. Um, what's your thoughts on that?
2: That's that's one thing that we actually put in the op-ed, and what's interesting is that op-ed got published in in a major center-left publication in Washington D.C. And it seems like the appetite to address this kind of question, maybe actually entertain, uh, you know, what what did these vaccines do? Because to me, it seems the most likely explanation when you look at the timing and who it's hitting. I mean, it's hitting the youngest employed and uh, those with life insurance. This is, this is traditionally the youngest sector of society. They don't typically die of sudden spikes in, in drug overdose or, or any of the other things that you see. They're, they're young and healthy, and they're dying at rates we've never seen before.
5: Wow. And I suppose it's just crazy to me that the older population, there less of them are dying now. But I I suppose the logic is that many of them died of COVID in the pandemic.
2: Exactly. And so and that's the other thing, right? In order to crater the US life expectancy from 79 to 76, simple arithmetic tells you who's dying, right? It's not the 80 year olds. <laughs> that wouldn't change the life expectancy, right? It's, it's, it's certainly young people. And you, you cited the the rises in like the 25 to 34. And then, you know, 35 to 44 age groups. I mean, th- those are unprecedented rises.
5: Wow. So I got to ask you, how did you get this into The Hill mainstream publication, your articles in The Hill? How did they accept this? They've been in blackout over this issue.
2: Yeah, well, I have a colleague who, you know, Mary Beth is a professional writer. She's an investigative journalist. And so we write well and we get a little help. And, you know, we've we've approached a number of uh, mainstream media outlets over the last couple of years. I've written probably 15 or 17 op eds in major media, but generally consistently on, you know, like you point out, like on the right side of the aisle. And for whatever reason, the Hill was particularly interested with the argument we put forth. They, I think they recognized that this is a true public health crisis uh, that we need to address as a society. And, and they can see that it's not happening. I mean, our... Health agencies, you know, it, the system is broken. I mean, most so much of the data that we found out about COVID has to be gotten through FOIA. I mean, these are public health agencies that their literal mission, their their one job really, is to collect data and make it publicly available so that we can, you know, take steps and take guidance to protect our health, and they're not doing that.
5: Wow. Well, I'm glad it's getting out there into the mainstream. Uh, it's really sad to see so many young people dying. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for joining us today. Everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared, and that is where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications from anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even a bioweapon like the plague. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have an emergency antibiotic, antiviral, and antiparasitic on hand to help keep you and your family safe. Go to twc.health slash headlines today and order. TWC.health slash headlines. Use the promo code headlines to save 10%.